You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Podcast. This is episode number 233 of the Centralized Favorite Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. We are joined today by uh, executive video producer, uh, audio engineer, and uh, uh, the most dedicated employee we've ever had, Zach Burcham. Uh, my forever co-host, Dakota Davis. And who is the featured guest today? Tonight, Jeremiah, we have joining us, once again, Liberty Defender Sean Rao, who's our favorite public defender in all of the state of Indiana. I'm just going to say it. In all of the state, you're our favorite, wow. Sean. Uh, I hope there, that you're honored. There's so many public defenders that are so well-known. I can't believe I made mm-hmm. the cut. So, yeah. I mean, thanks, that, guys. Honestly, it's pretty ballsy for to uh, to have Dakota do this when Mark Rutherford is a patron of the show, oh, and he's on the Public Defender Commission, <laughs> and he's just intentionally <laughs> twisting he's the He's on the commission. I in, forgot. In the week of Mark's totally birthday. Well, you know, that is what it is. Sorry, Mark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark didn't bring us a beer whenever he was on the I show. Right. I coached Sean's son soccer, and I had the hardest time not walking up to Sean and just calling him Liberty Defender Sean <laughs> all the time. It's like it's the same as the lovely Sarah Potter. It's just like that's how I've heard it. So that's like, oh, that's yeah. his name. He's Liberty Defender Sean Rao. We're going to be talking to Sean about getting a $125 refund from the state of Indiana. That's uh, because we paid too much money or something like that. Then uh, Jeremiah says that Biden is in trouble. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some national there's, news. There's a question mark. It's a, jumping, it's a jumping off point. And then American Auto. Um, as some autonomous cars. Unfortunately, Jesse's not going to be here, so I'm going to have to pick up the defense for autonomous cars all by myself against uh, Mr. Stick in the Mud over there, Zach Bertram. So make sure you stick around to the end and hear how that conversation goes. We just did a very entertaining Patreon. That's right. We got into... Just kind of skip the uh, last part of the read. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Listen, I'm still shook from last week. <laughs> <laughs> the show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully, you will always learn something new. That's right. We just did a fun Patreon. We did. We, uh, we, we, we discussed your wake-up routine. Mm-hmm. Downtown Indianapolis. Should I? And, and no, they, they have to. They have to. They have to be patrons to get it. I'm just gonna to play. get to get blessed by the horror that you get every morning. I'm just gonna play a little sound, and you guys can extrapolate. Yeah, this is about as well as it went. <laughs> so, if you want to know what that sound was about, head on to Patreon.com/slash Boss Hog of Liberty. Figure that out. I'm supposed to sell it and then. Give them something to look forward to. That was not a sales pitch. That was horrible. Horrible. <laughs> you think that was horrible. I, Anybody else who lives just, who just lifts screaming weights, and screeching, who follows bodybuilding, is going to hear that sound and immediately get goosebumps. If nothing else, they know what the that, Patreon they know is worth it. Is. Scroll back to the beginning of the time and go find Dakota's attempt at a gender <laughs> reveal 
it's still one of the funniest videos on the internet. That is that is definitely worth the the Patreon membership in, in and of itself. Also, if you're watching the show and you think that you're on Patreon, maybe you're not. Maybe you need to. Uh, I sent out a whole list of of uh, emails this week on Patreon of people whose credit cards got declined. So, oh, yeah. Oh my. They're yeah, getting, so they're getting in, coal for Christmas. If you, <laughs> if you think that you're a Patreon member, maybe you need to log in and check those messages. Maybe you need to check. So did you contact them? I did. Do some shaking down? I did. I contacted them, let them know if they got that email, that it means their payment method was declined. It's not a big deal. We forgive you, you know. This we time. Always, this we, will, time. we will always <laughs> re-accept with open arms. But there was a list. There the was warm a, embrace. A long list. My sister was on that list. Oh boy! Need to call. Need to uh, need to call, call up her, her out uh, right at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, also, speaking of Patreon members, they got some custom branded Boss Hog of Liberty lip balm in the mail. They're going to be getting it. Uh, I sent those packages out this week, so you know it is a Christmas rush. So maybe you know. Sometime between now and Fourth uh, of July, they will be arriving in your mailboxes. Well, you know, no rush to our friends over at the USPS. But uh, it, you know, if anyone from the USPS is listening, they can hold those off until after Christmas. I'm sure our patrons won't mind. You know, it's not a gift. There's no rush. It is. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to get buried in mail in there. Yeah. Well, you know that. I guess that would be the worst. Okay. Or they get lost. Yeah. Let's not talk about it. If if you don't get a package in a couple weeks, send me a message. We still have more. I'll get one sent out to you. It's not a big deal. Uh, or pay- if you sign up now, maybe we'll mail one to you. That's right. And, you know, we only sent out like 16 of them, but we got like 25 patrons. And So you're missing some addresses. Yeah. We If you don't get one, it means your address wasn't in Patreon. So that's dun, not dun, my dun. fault. I warned you guys ahead of time that I was going to be sending them out in the next week. If you didn't go in and put it on, that's, you know, that's not my fault. Uh, boss hog or patreon.com slash boss hog of Liberty or just boss hog of Liberty.com. You can find the Patreon membership. If you sign up at $50 or more a month, then you get out a shout out at the front of every episode. And those folks are Mr. Jonathan Phillips, our favorite car dealer in the continental United States. Uh, Miss Christy Avery from all the way in Fort Wayne. And then the hero trucker himself, the man of the memes, Anthony Meyer. I was talking to Christy today. We, she's getting a new bridge nice. up in beautiful Fort Wayne, just about a half mile from her house. We are uh, we're going to be supplying some material on that job, so I might have to oh. go make a make a visit or two this summer. Sometimes you need new bridges. I heard that she was upset about the displacement of the homeless people that that construction <laughs> might bring. There's progress. It's the pro- it's the cost of progress. Well, you know, Jeremiah's got to wet the beak. You got to just <laughs> got a deal. That means they're the guys got to make some money. That means they're going to get a new house if they're getting a new bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be updated. Hopefully they, they don't use some of the rebar that Jeremiah sells as anti-homeless spikes. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I didn't see any of those. It looked very nice. It looked like it's, it's a very fancy, expensive bridge. We with, also, the, with the decorative rails and the, and the columns and the pilasters and, and plazas and stuff. Very like fancy. A lot of... Uh, Unneeded money. Waste. Yeah, we could be getting more than $125. We also have a Boss Hog of Liberty merchandise, tchip.com slash bho12234 or mug. And those links are going to be in the live stream chat for you to easily click on. Our link tree is there. Producer Zach put that in there. Thank you, Zach. So speaking about this $125 refund... Jeremiah, you uh, linked WIBC. Yeah, our, in our, show our, notes. our old friend Kickback Kendall over at uh, WIBC. Got to give his uh, his show some love. Uh, they're 
the the governor had a big press conference this uh, this week, big announcement, and uh, he took credit for the state getting extra money, and uh, they're doing a hundred and twenty five dollar refund. I don't know because I I honestly haven't uh, haven't dug in deep enough, and I was just getting ready to start asking Zach questions, and then he decided he's going to get up and adjust the camera for some reason. Uh, I don't know if this is going to go out to everybody or like every every taxpayer or if it's like a filing jointly thing. So I don't know if, if you know, us, us married gentlemen over here, we're going to be able to give our wives $250 to spend instead of just 125. It should go out to everybody that paid taxes last year. I think mm-hmm. that's why they did, they've done this before. They're constitutionally mandated to do it. I believe Yeah, it, it happened one other time, but the other time when they realized it, they just gave it out. And this time Holcomb just sat on it. Quietly. So that's your protest. Is that there? Because you did mention it, and you supplied a, a a link that's in the uh, in the show notes. That the patrons got, and basically back in July, we knew this was coming. Yeah. And you're saying that they should have just dropped it on us at that time, given us all a check or an automatic <laughs> deposit. Pretty sure and that we talked about this in July, but the thought was in July that uh, they were going to be they were going to figure something out to spend more money so that we didn't get that refund remember i th- i'm pretty sure we talked about this on the show uh, so we thought that they were going to go back to the table put more money in the budget for something and keep you know so in, in keep 20 the coffers full but in not- 2012 they had 111 dollar refund for everybody that filed and they didn't know how much they were going to give back they knew they were going to have to give something back and it turns out to be this 125 but they back in july they knew it was going to happen but didn't know how much and the, what is the threshold limit for the amount of money in the budget uh, in order to trigger this refund? Like, I it's not, is it in the budget or is it actually like of state uh, holdings? Like how much the state actually holds? I think it was, uh, this has been the last 10 or 12 years where I think it's if they have a surplus in, in revenue mm. uh, versus what they had spent, I believe. I think it's that they can only have a they only run a certain surplus for the year. Yeah, I think that you're right, Zach. I think that they can only hold like there's a limit on the amount of extra money after the budget is formed that they can have. This started happening after uh, after Mitch Daniels was uh, was governor, and they had billions of dollars sitting there. And uh, when there was a reasonably sized opposition to uh, to the Republicans <laughs> about twelve yeah. years ago. Uh, 12, 15 years ago, there were enough folks to, to force them to do something, and now it's not quite that way. So, yeah, you got uh, you got some money coming, but uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I I guess I'm I'm coming from the world where we were getting two thousand dollars checks every couple of months last year. So, the state of Indiana saying yeah, you're going to get one hundred and twenty five bucks in three months. It doesn't even move the needle for me anymore, Dakota. Better than a stick in the eye. That's <laughs> what my dad would have said. Okay. This comes as a. And I'm looking at this article. It comes as a refund after taxes are filed for, I assume, fiscal year 2021. So the ones you file in April of 2022. Hmm. The Indiana law says that Indiana reserves are, uh, if they're more, I guess, than 12.5% of the general fund appropriations or higher, including K-12 education reserves, then they get some of that money back. So that means they, they turned up, they had in excess of 12.5% more tax revenue than they spent in gotcha. during, so during a pandemic a year. Not, not necessarily a dollar amount. 
uh, like a set dollar amount. All right, all right. Speaking of dollar amounts, there's a huge dollar amount in Washington, D.C., uh, the Build Back Better bill. So we're what, a little over a year, two years into the, uh, I guess we're almost two years into the uh, the Biden administration now. Is that, uh, is that accurate? Uh, that is true. We, uh, no, we're almost a year in. Yeah, right? we're a full year. One year. About. One year into the Biden presidency. I guess we're not a full year. Be a year in January. Wow, man. I still thought Trump was president. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's flying around in Air Force One above us to January, swoop in. And January 6th of this year, there was power. the... Uh, the the uh, minor insurrection that we've already forgotten about. Uh, so we've had uh, we've had this current president for uh, for about eight, nine, ten months, twelve months. I don't know. Nobody nobody knows. And uh, it's starting to. Uh, Sean Sean and I were having this discussion this week via text as we were as we were playing the show, saying that it's starting to fall apart a little bit for uh, for Uncle Joe. His uh, his one victory he's had so far his big uh, his big accomplishment was that he he did get the infrastructure bill passed uh, and you're going to start to see some money rolling into states uh, next uh, next year but the uh, they were unable to couple together the infrastructure bill and this big social uh, social local spending bill I don't know they're calling it the Build Back Better plan uh, and it's a two trillion dollar program. So it's it's kind of like Biden's signature program that he tried to pass, and the fact that he cannot pass it with a, uh, a Democratic House, it, it's come through the House, but and, it's stuck in the Senate now, right? Right. That's basically and, the deal, and really should be able to pass through the Senate if uh, if Biden had uh, had control over this process a little bit more. Um, and I understand there the Democrats just blame. You know, Kirsten Cinema or Joe Manchin or the parliamentarian or whoever. But at the end of the day, he's just not delivering on what he what his agenda actually is. Um, I think it's a tremendous failure uh, by this administration politically, and I think that it's going to kill Democrats in the midterms. And I mean, this is just another wasted opportunity for uh, for Joe Vibens to. To get his to get his bill passed, and I think it's really unfortunate because I think the child tax credit objectively has helped eliminate child poverty uh, by a considerable amount in this country. Um, I just don't I don't see voters getting that excited to go to the polls in the midterms, try to reelect people that are going to carry out this agenda because they've shown that they just they just politically can't do it. And I don't know if it's because Biden doesn't have enough political capital in his own party or if, uh, you know, Joe Manchin's really a Republican in disguise or whatever these political games are. But at the end of the day, he's just not delivering. So there are a few prongs to to what the Biden administration is trying to get done and some things that have happened in this covid era that I think are actually affecting affecting real people. You've got this. I guess it's three hundred dollars a month per child that's getting paid out. The advanced uh, child tax credit. So basically, they increased the, the the amount you would get for a child, right? And then made it so that parents are getting a, a large portion of that in advance of their filing, and then they'll get the rest of it when they when they file their taxes for the refund. So you've been getting some of it up front. If they, you can if you if you want to, and you can opt out if you want to. 
So that to get, pro- that, to get that bigger amount that in, program in taxes started in one of the COVID emergency measures. Yes. And it, the final payment is happening in December or did happen mm-hmm. in December or January. Right. What happened yesterday? And now people are, if they don't follow through on it, you're going to get it again a year later when you file your taxes. You're, gonna you're just a, not going to get it in your monthly cash flow. You're going to get a portion of your tax exemption when you file your taxes. So say if you don't owe right, and that you're, you expect a refund every year, you're still going to get a refund from, your, from that portion of your taxes. The issue is, is that they're not going to do these advancements anymore. They're past not going to cash flow it up front. Correct. And they're not, and, and I don't know if the if the existing child tax credit will go back down to where it was or what have you. Because even Trump increased the the exemption for children under mm-hmm. for taxes, which is you guys have all got kids in the house. Is this yeah. has this been has the program been working? Has it been effective? So um, for us, I mean, I'm I'm an attorney. I've got two full time jobs. My wife has a full time job. It's not affecting it's your not, neighborhood. It, it's I mean, it's something that. You know, I personally have opted out of yeah. because I want to save some of that money for tax time. I opted out of it. And because we have been a single income household for over two years at this point, uh, I thought, and since I'm the only taxpayer in my house, I thought that that was good enough. But then all of a sudden, Audrey started getting checks in the mail. But they weren't From the for, Fed? Yeah. And it was the child tax credit, and but it wasn't three hundred dollars a month. They were random amounts. It was like mm-hmm. get three hundred and sixty dollars one month, and then the next month she got like a hundred and twenty four dollars. And it it was just any all, ability to understand why that's happening? No, 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 because it's all Democrat means testing bullshit that <laughs> they just constantly do this with their programs that make them inaccessible or or very difficult to understand when this should be very simple. This should be very easy. Try to eliminate child poverty. Try to try to try to put money into people's hands during a pandemic. Like this is trying to give you diaper, diaper and food money is the, is Trump, the intention. Trump should not yeah. be to the left of Joe Biden, but he is. And it's just it's such an incredible failure. And I don't know who is going to go to the poll to vote for any Democrats coming up. I mean, I just don't. I just don't see it. <laughs> yeah. Zach, how's this? Has this worked for your household? No, and I'll tell you a, a, um, <laughs> a couple. We, my wife, collected some unemployment last year, and so part of the one of Biden's COVID things was also um, reducing the taxable burden of unemployment payments that were made out uh, were paid out. And so, the I'm a TurboTax person, most not really because I'm fond of it, but because they store my information and make me pay. But whatever. it's just easier. It's extortion at this point. But they're like, <laughs> they sent me an email and said, "Oh yeah, you're involved in this. You should file." an amended return. Well, it turns out that they won't do the, and it's still some bizarre stuff. I've got one of the payments. I think I got September and it was more than what it should have been. Cause they, the less payment, the less months they had to give it to you. They, they acknowledged that people are getting it on a shorter term. They would bump up the payment amount, but I got that one. And then I don't know how I got that one. I never got another one. <laughs> and so, and when you try to log into the portal to like where you can decline the payments, or whatever, there's no number. There's no email. There's nothing. It's a click circle of click here, and it takes you back, and it doesn't tell you what's going on. So, I mean, I know friends that got them, and even then, it was kind of strange. They would get one month, they would get electronically. The next time, it would be a paper check, and so it was kind of bizarre. So for some people, I think it did go out, and it did work, but 
for my family, apparently my amended return hasn't actually been processed yet, and it was filed in April. <laughs> wow. So, because apparently there's a backlog, and they're still working remotely. So, I'm not sure how they're going to do that, but... So, yeah. Not really. Didn't work for me. I'm gonna get, I will enjoy the refund when I get it in a couple of months, but... So, this is... This part of the program is ending, and then instead of passing a fix separately, they've included it in the Build Back Better plan, which is a trick Washington, or a, I don't know, maybe we won't call it a trick. It's just a way of life that they pass. They put everything onto a Christmas tree bill, and one they say this is the one thing we're going to pass, and they attach everything to it. So this Build Back Better has the fix for this child tax credit so that people get more money next month. But when we talk about build back better, this is like the whittled down version from six trillion. Yeah. From, from all these other versions of it. And it's just basic negotiation. You just negotiate from a place where you don't think you're going to get, and then they negotiate it from a lower place. And then you guys end up somewhere else. And it's just, it's such a failure to try to, you know, whether I'm just talking politically, whether this is good or bad or whatever, I'm talking about how, you know, it's it's obvious that Biden has this agenda. It's obvious that, you know, half the country think he thinks he's a communist or whatever, because Fox News told them so. But at the end of the day, he's really more of a central centrist liberal that is, to in my opinion, to the right of even like Bill Clinton or some certainly to the right of Obama, uh, in my mind. Um, it's hard to get a good idea of where Joe Biden actually stands politically because it's hard to, I mean, I mean, it's just hard to understand what he's actually trying to say whenever he says anything. Well, he's, <laughs> there's a lot of reasons for that, but mostly because he's built his political career over because he like, has dementia. Well, the no, 70s. I mean, Actually, he sounded like he sounded better than the way he did. Like he sounded really weird at the beginning of the campaign against Bernie. And then in that one debate, they must have given him like the horse drugs or something to get him like perked up. And he sounded really clear. And then he sounds kind of whatever. But that speculation aside, all of all of he is like a, a machine politician in the sense of he's he's one that has gone to pancake breakfasts. For 50 years, you know, like he's been to every pancake breakfast that there is in the state of Delaware. He's a guy that works the room. He's a guy that shakes hands, remembers, you know, remembers people's names. But at the end of the day, he's not doing it for power or fame or whatever else. I think it really is his version or his belief that he's serving the country. But also it's sort of like he's. it almost feels like he's doing this. So he can get like a windbreaker from AIG or something <laughs> like it's like, oh, man, that was neat. These guys like me. It's like it, he, he is he is serving the corporate interests on, on like every level. So like people that are like, oh, it's a copy. Yeah, that's this, what this, I was going to say. I'm, I'm like, how, how much do you think he's really? I don't, I don't really see how you think he's that his intentions are so pure whenever it's like every every time that uh, there's some kind of a corporate interest, he just kind of bows to it. And he kind of has been well, doing knows, that. He's, since he, he's I mean, he's a, he's, he's a lifer, like he's a lifelong politician. 
So they know where their bread is buttered. I think that he is president right now because 50 years ago, he had the idea that he wanted to be president one day and it took him this long to do it. And here he is. I think he's president because it was the right place, right time for him against a president who was extremely unpopular with half of the country and extremely popular with another part of the country. And it was just the right moment following a global pandemic. Like all these, all these, all these stars <laughs> had to come together for Joe Biden to be president. It just had to work. Well, he was, he had enough time as he had enough time in an inconsequential job, but looking really important in eight mm-hmm. years with president Obama and then four years to make him look even better in the rear view mirror. And then when he was compared to Trump, it's like, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, we, we, we want, we, we want this. This is better. Grandpa this, Werther's. This, we don't want. This looks somewhat, uh, you know, workable. So we are about 11 months into this presidency, and he has a 43% approval rating and yeah. a 50.7% dis- disapproval rating. Yeah, his, his ratings are in the toilet. That Build Back Better bill is done. Because they've already said, like, well, we're going to put that on the shelf. We're going to move on to, like, voting rights and stuff. It's like, <laughs> well, we'll try again some other time. The, uh, the crossover. going to happen. He had an approval rating that was higher than his disapproval rating until August. And since that time, his uh, his disapproval has pretty much hovered in the 50 to 51 percent. That's when uh, Afghanistan happened is when I mm-hmm. started taking. And since that point, he has just had this. He's been buried by seven or eight points. If we look back, the 538, which this is a, the link is in your uh, in your show notes. The 538 shows every other president uh, all the way back to Dwight Eisenhower. And if you look at their analysis of the first 331 days of their presidencies, uh, Biden is trailing everybody. Absolutely. Well, except for Trump. But everybody else, he's... <laughs> Trump was around 38% at this point himself. Um, it's just, Dang, look at Truman. He was doing pretty good. <laughs> World War II helped. Yeah, World War II helped a little bit. <laughs> like nuking two Japanese cities kind of <laughs> helped a little bit. Trying to be tough on the Soviets helped a little bit. Yeah, even Nixon got reelected. He was 60% yep, approval right. at this point. He was extremely, extremely popular at that point in time in his presidency compared to Biden. Yeah. Um, Obama was over 50% at this juncture. George Bush was, this was after nine 11. So he was 90%, yeah. 80, oh, 90% yeah. approval at that juncture. HW uh, Bush was, uh, was very high. Even Bill Clinton was over 50% at this point. He was kind of climbing out of a hole and Jimmy Carter was over 50. Um, so yeah, this is, it's historically bad. Uh, Trump is the only other president that is, that has numbers that were tanked this badly this early in the, uh, in their presidency. And uh, Kamala is even worse. She is a charisma, like, just deficit. Like It's that last. She has no... I, I don't understand who she is going to appeal to. She dropped out of the... Cal- before the California primary, her home state, before running against Bernie. Yeah. Like, dropped out. Like, didn't even want to even do a primary against Bernie Sanders. Well, it- she would have gotten waxed. My girl Tulsi just completely obliterated her all hopes and dreams. I mean, the fact that Tulsi Gabbard took down Kamala Harris and then Kamala Harris becomes vice president. I don't mean to offend Tulsi Gabbard people out there, but she wasn't she wasn't that high on the totem pole. Uh, She wasn't in the Pete Buttigieg uh, stratosphere. (laughs) 
She's different, right? She's different. She's she is somebody that I think conservatives were interested in as a Democrat, as kind of an alternative to to Trump. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, you got to look at your because Biden's he's either not going to live forever or. <laughs> Or he's the Highlander, he's, or he's the uh, oldest president <laughs> we've ever had. Yes, on day one, he was. And the if oldest. Trump runs in twenty twenty four, he'll be the oldest president we've <laughs> ever had. But it, presume that presume that Biden doesn't run again, and his his numbers are in the toilet, and he wants to go home and and be with his family. Where do you go? Like with the Democrats, where do you go? You don't go to Kamala Harris. Is no, Pete Buttigieg. No, like. Where is that next person? Marianne Bernie Williams. Sanders is old. Jared Polis. Marianne, you've got the orbs. You've got the crystals. <laughs> you've got a, the vibes. Give me, give me Jared Polis, the governor of Colorado. I'll vote for him. But, I mean, he has no name recognition. I mean, wh- where? I, my point is uh, who cares? the Democrats have kind of run themselves into a corner, essentially, by being so, like, orange man bad, and that's our policy. Meanwhile, when they're actually in power, they can't pass anything. You're going to like Chuck Schumer as president. It's going to be great. Yeah, Chuck. Yeah, no. <laughs> Nancy, Pel- Nancy Pelosi has a better chance to be a you're, president than Chuck Schumer. Chris Cuomo. Neither of those. Your, ideas, Chris- <laughs> your ideas don't matter, Sean. We've got two Republican senators and a Republican governor and seven Republican Yeah, Kirsten Cronk's in the chat. Andrew Yang. They don't care about Yang us. Yang gang. Yang gang, baby. Yeah, Andrew Yang. Yang Gang, he is uh, starting his own. But he's yeah, he's his though. own thing. He's not a Democrat. What I'm talking about is like the Democratic bench, like in 2024, because presumably Biden will not run again in 2024. He was, he's already said he's running again. You have to say. I that. can't say I'm doing a lot of things. I'm I'm going to run a <laughs> marathon in 2024. It's not going to happen. Zach's got a better yeah. chance, but you're still you still got a bad wheel. He's don't got you, buddy? a great chance. It's, yeah, yeah. Between the bad wheel and the yeah the roads, yeah, I'm a little slow still. <laughs> You yeah, just, it's a, it, it is it is a nightmare scenario. I don't understand for them. why with Tulsi because veteran uh, because Tulsi actually served was overseas. Not, she's she's got nothing. Now. Woman, person of color, uh, actual Congress member served on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Like she kind of like ticks the, all their in boxes the, in the right? abstract i agree with you in that she does have a lot of a lot of attributes that would be interesting i think she's just too conservative for the mainstream democratic party she can't win the primary she can't win a primary i don't think she can raise the money but she's she's not so she's, conservative that she's going to run as republican either how old thing, is bernie bernie is let's find out the weird thing is, is that she's not that. But Bernie's not going to run again either. Like it's weird because during the Trump administration, he's only eighty. The, he'll be eighty-three when he takes office. The, I think we can live with that. I don't know if he can. But we Democrats can live with that. Kind of did like a flip flop during the Trump administration on foreign policy, where Trump was like kind of anti-interventionalist, was trying to get out of different foreign wars. He's the one that. Uh, said we were getting out of Afghanistan. And said Joe Biden yeah, is said. the Joe only Biden president is the guy that, that did has it. taken action. It, that's the one thing I would say about Biden is he that did. he just did it a, a bad he, job. At well, the I mean, it's like it's the ripping off there the band aid. There's no fixing it. it is was there a the same good way to get years. out of there? No, it, it wouldn't have been. There's no good way There's, to get out of out of that. No military person a, is going to be happy with the result of how it went down. I'm not saying that. We already talked about it on the show, and we agreed then. I don't, I don't know why you're taking a different approach this time, but, 
it was the way that he it was the way that he brought things out with and without taking measures to protect the people that helped us over there. He just abandoned people that were our, our allies. That was a problem. Yeah, there was going to be a, a massive band-aid ripping off moment whenever we left, but we didn't have to leave them with black hop helicopters and tanks and fully outfitted bases and then also leave all the people that helped us when we were there to be beheaded by the Taliban. But realistically, like isn't that and isn't that the libertarian position is to pull out of all these foreign places, pull out of all foreign occupation. Yeah, and libertarians are probably wrong of all this. I mean most okay. libertarians just don't think about things. I I just think that that's like that's something that you know uh, Biden went for and he felt like that was the right decision at the time. I think Trump probably would have wanted to do that, but he was probably listening to the the handsome generals too much. Uh, it's a to, transactional to really do it. thing. I, I I the president is the CEO and they're also the commander in chief, right? They've got they've got multiple sides to it, and I don't think there was going to be there was not going to be a great graceful solution. So that was a campaign promise that, that Obama made that Trump made. And then he followed through on it. He did it. I, you know, it is what it is. Um, not graceful, not artful, but it's 40 years from now. The war has been over for 40 years and it, it is what it is. Um, it, you know, it's a war that probably should have ended an occupation that should have ended in 2006, 2007, 2008. And it finally happened in 2021 and it didn't carry on to 2028 or 2040. So I, you know, I I don't know. I there's a lot of places you can fault Joe Biden. That's not the place I'm picking. No, I'm I'm with you on that. Now, what Sean is pissed off about <laughs> is the student loans, because you went full Bernie bro on me and said, "Do you want all these student loans forgiven?" Yeah, you yeah you have Do been it. you have been fully on board with the I, I don't want to pay anymore. Let's let people out. They've been hoodwinked. How the hell do you sign an 18-year-old up for $100,000 in student loans? This is horrible. This is, this is all Joe Biden's fault, and you need to let me out of this stuff. And, and I honestly, I, I looked into it this week, and apparently in the 70s, Biden was the senator responsible yes. for making student loans unbankruptable. Exactly. Uh, yeah. he, 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 he rigs the bankruptcy laws, says, okay, I'm going to forgive 50000 all right, man, I'm going to forgive 10000 Oh, man, I'm going to extend your student loan non-repayment. Don't worry about it, man. Oh, man, you got to repay those loans back, Jack. <laughs> it's like, it's just this this descending just stream of lies where it's like you have, uh, what's her name? Jen Psaki, his, 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 press secretary. his press secretary. She's up there like kind of mocking a, a reporter for suggesting that the government should send people COVID tests. So they get tested at homes. They're not spreading yeah, yeah, COVID, things like that. She's like, oh, you think we should send every American COVID test? Like, yeah, yeah, I do. Like, it's not that hard. And anybody that wants a COVID test should be able to get one. It's apparently the richest country in the world. We can't afford to send people There's tests. A lot of countries that have been doing that. And the other thing is, too, like the government has shown with this PPP loan debacle there's all these people that are like, well, you take out a loan, you got to pay it back. It's like, none of those get paid back. They're all, those like, are all designed to be forgiven. Those are all designed to be forgiven. So it's debt that the government has taken on, but we don't worry about that because it went to save my, you know, my local Hooters and, uh, you know, it went to just support 
you know, all these like, like these petty bourgeoisie, just reactionary, just overlords in, in local communities. So they like that because it kept them afloat during the pandemic. But you know, you got to forget student loans. No, man, we can't do you to borrow money. You got to pay it back. It's just, I, it's hard for me to grasp the understanding of, okay, we've, we've kept this on pause for this long, but so by, once by again, the laws of nature, we have to get them to start again. For the people that have forgotten, we used to have a thing called student loan payments in this country. Uh, and then the federal government, I believe it was Trump in maybe March of 2020, said we're going to no longer charge interest and you don't have to make payments if you don't want to on federally insured student loans. And that has perpetuated now for about 23 months mm-hmm. where you've had a interest-free time period uh, to not make any payments on your student loans. And people have had multiple choices they can make, right? They could continue to pay on them and get ahead. They could just push pause, keep the money, and the, not the incur one, more debt. The one few time that you could actually get towards the principal of your loan, or <laughs> the only time, because it all just goes to interest. Or you could spend the money, reabsorb it into your uh, your income, and then come February, you're like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. I have to spend $700 a month again on student loans. A lot of different people made different decisions. The uh, the moral household was very fortunate in the in that we were able to use that period of time to no longer be in the student loan business and they're gone, they're out of our lives. It's amazing, it's awesome, and uh, we didn't have to pay any interest for the last six months of our student loan payments. They just all went and it's gone and done, and we finally paid for Sarah's MRS degree. It's amazing, uh, but now it's it, I don't know. Once again, it's I I I'm with you, John. I I get it. Where people, you know, people feel like they were promised this, and it was a, it, it was something that the Democrats well, that got elected ran on. They didn't, they didn't feel like they were promised it. It was explicit. Where Biden was like, "I'm going to forgive at least ten thousand dollars," <laughs> like, but li- I, like straight I, up, I like know, it's just I, a lie. I looked at it as a lie, as and you guys are freaking crazy. You think you're voting yeah. for this, and it's not. That is not going to happen. I I looked at it and thought, "There's no way in hell they're ever going to do this," and they're not. Even, even like the meager like ten thousand dollar portion. And no, like- and honestly, I was like, "Well, god damn it, we just paid this. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have thrown away because we what we did is we took when they would send us two grand, we're like, yeah. send it right back in, and we'll just chunk it towards the student loans, and it's you know, and it disappeared. We as as Zach said, I made I vaporized two thousand dollars. I took two thousand dollars in free money from the government. And I sent it right back to them, and it came off the books. Yeah. Um. But it's gone. Well, it's you just done. you 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 hedged your bet on on that sort of thing, where you believed rightly that the Democrats weren't going to forgive right. student loan debt, whereas a lot of other people were voting for a you presidential. Believed somebody running for Congress, no, somebody running for president that that has you know the Department of Education is under the 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 auspice of of the presidency. The president is in charge. Sure. And there is no, I, I've seen no legal argument that is compelling to me that he needs anything other than a flick of the pen to, to forgive every single dime for student loan debt in this country. So the fact that he has... Don't they need that money for cash flow, Sean? Like, legitimately. They're loaning it back out. They don't need the money for cash flow. It's a, it's a, it's a debt that's owed to them, and it just writing it off doesn't, like, impact their bottom line at but all. But when you get the money, I mean, you're making student loan payments every month. Right, that money's some, going somewhere. Some people are. <laughs> you watch out. I'm serious. Like you're going to see like a series of defaults, and you're going to see people just absolutely 
like they're not going to have like a real future because they've they've been banking on this idea that you know their student loan debt's going to be forgiven or the pause will be extended or whatever. Three years ago, people were making student loan payments. Yeah, that money was some getting, that again that money. You have a default rate, right? And of you had people amount. that would take a hardship deferral, whatever. Right. Continue to add increase, but that money is getting let back out. That's what's going to the next generation, just like Social Security. That money's going to the I next think it's generation. Exactly the opposite of Social Security. That money's going back out to the next generation of borrowers. I think that's totally, like, totally different. I think Social Security is supposed to be like this lockbox. Or <laughs> he's talking like it's twenty years ago, and my laptop's brand new. I mean, I was looking at the the ThinkPad, and I thought it was. <laughs> The 2000 election. I was going to do. This was designed when Al Gore was supposed we're to be gonna president. Watch, we're going to watch jib jabs on there, and Will Ferrell is George W. Bush, and we're going to have a good time after the show. But um, it, Social Security is something that people pay into from their taxes throughout their whole lives, so it's there. So it's it's supposed to be like essentially a it's supposed to be like getting the money they put in. Back. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Sure. Whereas student loans, you're not paying for other people to go to college; they just like lend the money. And I think the one thing we all agree on is that the United States government should not be in the business of student loans, period. The United States government. Well, should not Zach's, be a, a, Zach's a bleeding a heart liberal. He probably thinks they should be. Uh, I, I, I just don't, don't, I don't really care. I mean, like I don't <laughs> they really shouldn't care. be lending people money that are 18 that can't buy beer. Yeah. Uh, uh, or cigarettes. Now. Or cigarettes. At least let you default on them. Or at least let you declare bankruptcy. You could, I could go out. And you I can, can default, but you can't can declare tell, bankruptcy. I can tell all kinds of people that I have this great business idea, and they can give me millions of dollars for, to fund this business idea if I sell it good enough. And then I say, ah, oh, it didn't work out, guys. I'm bankrupt. Well, that's that's the and whole thing. I you've default got, on it, and I don't have to pay any of that back. You've got a generation of people who all they were told throughout school was – Go get an education. It'll help you further your your employment. It'll help you further your career. That's just simply like not true. Like I'm yeah. one of the few people that do benefit from like going to law school. If if I had a friend or a family member that was like, should I go to law school? Like unless it's paid for or unless you have a job absolutely locked in when you're done. Absolutely not. You don't absolutely advise it not. as a lawyer. You don't advise. No. Don't go to law school. Or that public defender salary is. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Let's be nice because Sean is not just a public defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a private oh, nonprofit, big money. I do it all. He's, he's well, we don't talk about his private company here. <laughs> we don't need to get him in trouble. Galleon Around Law Office, LLC. <laughs> Phone number? Phone 765 529 3787. But no, it does. It financially doesn't make sense unless, like, really. For me, if I wanted to stay in Indianapolis and, and try to make it there, I'd just be like a small, or, you know, small fish in a big pond. But like out here, I had some connections. That's why I moved here. I started working here, got great experience, you know, it, and it makes sense for me on a lot of different levels. The but politics are a lot more fun. The, the, we have a lot of fun. <laughs> we're not, we're not in Joe Hogsett's uh, downtown dystopia or whatever. But uh, <laughs> it's the jail's reasonably full all the time. the j- The jail numbers are p- pretty good here right now. Actually, I want to you know commend the the people that are trying to keep those numbers down. But um, 
Sorry. you're thinking about going to law school, don't go to law school. Not worth it. Not worth it unless somebody pays for it. You get full ride or you've got a job that you know you want to work for a long time lined up. Now, the other thing is... The, Can I get a Galleon and Rouse scholarship? No. <laughs> but the other thing that that they're trying to I think one thing that they could try to improve is the um the public service like loan forgiveness so basically you work for 10 years in public service and then you get your loans forgiven in but theory the, you just got 2 years off of that the forgiveness is taxable income so like if you have like $100,000 forgiven you, it, it is as if you have made $100,000 in that year so you got to pay taxes on that which is totally <laughs> insane oh like God. i have no idea like insane? how they like there's so many crazy things about this that if you you're going just, to tax prison, but the problem is ten years after graduating as a as the, the, I just lock me up. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I'd like a vacation, uh, but I I just want to sit down. You these be the first she, attorney in in our jail. Oh, I'm not gonna comment. I'm not gonna touch that. I'm not gonna. Wait, touch I that thought one. that was Rush County. It's gonna be an attorney's wing, <laughs> man. Threw me off there for a second. But no, what we need to do is sit down these geriatric people that are like 60 and 70 years old that are running this system and have them sit down with people in the 30s and 20s and just like there there almost needs to be some kind of like wake up moment demands like there needs to be like you are going to carry this out because if you don't like nobody's going to buy your shitty McMansions on these golf courses. Cause we won't have the money and you'll be <laughs> stuck there and you'll be paying for some lady to clean you. You want old people collective bargaining with young people. Like really like they're honestly like they're, they really are like harming themselves in a lot of ways because so much money in our economy is tied up with student loans that you got to think about the buying power of people in their thirties and twenties people that in other generations you know, they waited tables or whatever. And in the eighties and seventies, now you just can't do, you fiscally cannot do that. Like, yeah, I know there's like, well, my, my cousin did this. Well, whatever. Like there's always an anecdotal jackass in the comments. And, but at the Whoa. end of the day, there's this generational divide. Between, <laughs> Dakota and I are those that are that jackass, but the well, there's this, <laughs> there's this anecdotal, I there's a this house at 18 and didn't go to college. But you're I, living the dream, though. You're LTT. You're living the dream. I just, you know, I didn't listen to my school counselor when she told me I was too but smart you took, to not go to college. But you took the other route. And, like, for a yeah. lot of people, it's like, I got to go to college or I'm going to be homeless. It's like, I went, not at all. I went to Ivy Tech <laughs> while working full time, got my yeah. two-year degree, worked another year. I worked a year before I went to community college. I yeah. worked another year after community college. Right. And then, yeah, I took, you're then I took night classes and found a way to get my employer to pay for it. And I worked full time. You're basically a boomer. You're going to be who we're sitting down I with. I am the world's the oldest millennial, Dakota. Don't you cut me out of this generation. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> but, but who did you come up with that plan on your own or like talking with family or did you like, did somebody like, I am first generation college. So did did anybody like kind of shape you? Be like, oh no, you got to go to college. You got to go four year school. You got to do all this stuff. I was uh, able to read the tea leaves and look at my yeah. parents going, yeah, there's no money here. Yeah. So it was, uh, I'm going to take a tiny little four H scholarship and a tiny little General Motors scholarship, and I'm going to work through college. And then uh, the company I worked for had a program, and I was able to talk to them and get get them to pay for my night school. Right. Uh, and that's basically what happened. But, but I think that that. 
But it was that or working for UPS and, and, and doing it that way. But finding, that was not one of those work sponsored programs. That was not the message, though, that every adult was giving, like most kids, no. where it's like, you got to go to a four year university, yeah. live on campus, do all this stuff. You're going to have all the credentials. The, the on campus college experience was never in the cards for me. Wasn't going to happen. But what I'm saying is that that was that was that was what was sold. That was the bill of goods you were sold. Like that's the way you got to get ahead. That was sold to me, and that's the way. And then you got to go on to some other school, medical school, law school, whatever. The difference for that's me like, was that I'm a sixth grade Blue River dropout. And okay. I was homeschooled after yeah. that. It's like I said, I was yeah. told by I was literally told by my school counselor whenever I was like, I don't think that I want to go to college, and she goes, "You're too smart to not go to college. <laughs> you have to go." Now you're now you're like, now you proved her right because you're podcasting. So that's right. you were you were too smart to go to college. Yep. I don't want to brag too much, but we're you're podcasting right, above grade. We are not in anybody's basement. We are True. street level. This is yeah. This was I didn't have to walk down <laughs> any stairs. I could walk right off right off the parking lot. Nobody's mom lives above us. Yeah, that's in the studio. There might be someone's mom above us. It's not one of our moms. <laughs> we don't know if the lady above us has kids or not. I'm still waiting for the night that somebody's trying to make somebody a mom about the same time as we're recording the show. <laughs> that has not happened yet, but I am. There's been a dog. The past couple there is weeks. a thing where like prior generations think that today's reality is their reality. hundred percent. And it's not. It's not there even w- close. There was a study in Forbes that millennials have vastly less wealth than any generation since like the greatest yes. generation. Yes. At this age? Yes. And then like the greatest generation, that was the freaking Great Depression people. Yeah. That that's serious business. All all this all this yeah, I mean it's all pointing towards this issue. And that's the albatross that's on this, you know, this generation. So I, I just think that that was such a slam dunk for Biden to be able to say, All right, Jack, here you go. Here's ten grand. Have fun. Like, what does it matter to him? Like he's gonna go get an ice cream and have a fun time. <laughs> Like it doesn't matter that he's forgiven ten thousand dollars in student loans. It's just another and day for him. Honestly, honestly, that number has become so. You, you are right that that number has become small and insignificant. Yeah. Four years ago, ten thousand dollars sure. is asinine. Sure. In twenty twenty, most households received twenty four hundred dollars three times over. Right. Right. Plus, plus, if you had little little rascals running around, y'all, you guys just printed money and bought Bentleys. Like it Felt was, good. it was unbelievable. Oh, good. I'm still driving that. 11 year old car out there but it felt real good i mean I, w- I was in a group chat with somebody who by some odd circumstance has received none of the stimulus payments oh, that is weird and that they said that when they file their taxes this year that with all the stimuluses they'll be owed something along the lines of like twenty three thousand dollars in stimulus payments it's amazing at one time, okay. this was also tax refunds dating back like four yeah. Years. But, but figuring it up, but like still oh. like there. But if there's somebody that didn't get any of them, and there are people that didn't get like something weird happened or they didn't file, like think of all the money that they those people would be getting that's just been piling up. I feel like I should know the story, but I don't pay attention. To you all do my know the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here here's the that's the difference right between our first story and the second story. Department of Revenue in Indiana, they are on it. Yes, <laughs> I will. You do not screw around with those people. The IRS, they acted like I didn't make a certain payment, a large payment, and I absolutely did make that payment, and I sent them canceled checks. I sent them letters from my bank. I sent them everything, and they said, it'll take 90 days to review this, and we'll get back to you. That was 60 days after I sent it to them. <laughs> so it's like, 
I've already paid. I pay you people money, and it doesn't even matter. So just give it back to me. How about that? If you, if you, it like it, you, you can't, it's like bother, a minnow trap. It all you, flows one way, Sean. Everything if you're ab- to keep track of it, then you shouldn't be bothered to bug you about it. Everything about modern life is is just designed to drive you insane. <laughs> like it is just it is the commercials, the just these kind of inane things. It's just like everything yeah. is an inconvenience. Everything is just an obstacle. And just the system is getting more and more like this. I can't imagine being somebody that's in poverty and in this kind of system. Nietzsche was a prop. I have money, and it was this was this system like <laughs> drives me insane. I'm gonna print this T-shirt. <laughs> Nietzsche, Rao, I have money. I have money, and the system still drives me insane. Yeah, you you were talking about ads. You ever like someone showing you a YouTube video and like they don't have YouTube Premium? <laughs> So they have oh, like commercials. Me. They have commercials before it. You're like, I don't have YouTube. Like, I don't have YouTube. Bro, why? I don't have that kind of money. Why are these commercials before your They're videos? Whack. Son? They're whack, dude. I have terrible. I have a problem paying the extra three dollars a month for some things. I just I can't do it. I can't. I'm with you. I can't shell out for YouTube. I would premium. pay three dollars a month for Facebook Premium with no ads. Oh my god! And I, Instagram. I would stalk you for. I hate ads. I freaking I cannot stand advertisements. The I, constant mom. I will tell you before we move on that Sarah would pay a premium for YouTube because I, I like to watch a lot of YouTube videos. I'm tired of commercial television, and I like to watch. Uh, but you, if you user generated premium, stuff. then you get commercials. Yeah, but I just have to press a button and it skips it. It's fine. Um, oh my god! I would pay a premium <laughs> for. <laughs> I would pay a premium for audio leveling. The the oh, yeah. the sound mixing difference between one sh- video and the oh, next yeah. on YouTube yeah. is horrific. Yep. And wasn't that a technology that was built into TVs? It's built like into twenty vehicles, years, yeah, like twenty years ago. They're like, hey, this new TV auto levels the volume, and somehow like YouTube with We've all the algorithms it. they have in control, they they can't figure that out. All right, speaking of television and the, auto, <laughs> there is a there is a new show on the uh, the Peacock and on YouTube TV, and I think it's going to be an NBC program called American Auto. I heard about it yesterday, and I'm a single man this week waiting uh, waiting on the lovely Sarah Potter Morrill to fly home from Texas. Uh, so I had, I had time to watch this on TV. And I, I swear to God, it's like they've been listening to this podcast. The Jesse Riddle and Zach Burcham fight of 2021... There is an Who could forget? <laughs> I think Ken Burns is going to do a documentary on that pretty soon. I, I, we've been in talks with Ken Burns and uh, Michael good. Moore came we in, just, but his his no. You want the Ken, we need the Ken, Ken Burns, Burns, but we just have to find the right the right string orchestra. Yeah, to, you need to, you need to have black and white photos of both fellows. You need to have of Jesse uh, the the side pan of Jesse. Know. Yeah, Michael Moore he requested way too much McDonald's than what we could yeah. ever afford. It's Fahrenheit Nightstown. He's just so greasy. So. American Auto is uh, Anna Gosteyer, Anna Gosteyer, who used mm-hmm. to be on SNL. She's like the lead. She's the one person on this show that uh, that I'm familiar with. Um, only two episodes out, and I think they basically dropped two episodes, and the rest of it's going to start in January. Mm-hmm. I'm eight minutes in, and I'm, I'm hooked. I'm laughing hilariously because the premise is it's like a Ford or a General Motors. Mm-hmm. They get a new CEO who knows absolutely nothing about the auto industry. Wait, like... Like Elon Musk, not a damn I'm thing. Sorry, oh, I she, can't. I'm in here slandering Rogan and Musk, and I'm going to get canceled. She uh, she takes over, and it's the day they're announcing a new car, and she gets the presentation from the uh, the lead engineer. He's this uh, this black fellow, 
and he uh, he's talking about how it's their first fully automated driving car. So they go out to the test track. They look at it. One of the employees, uh, go, black, also a black individual, comes walking across the street, and they've been, oh, there's four people riding in the car. There's no gas pedal. There's no brake pedal. There's no steering wheel, so they can't do anything about it. They're just riding around the test track. Don't <laughs> and, give Elon ideas. And... <laughs> And these these cut cutouts, just like you know, the uh, back in the day when you play Modern Warfare, and the you know the the person would jump out in front of you, and you're supposed to shoot them or not shoot them. They come running out into traffic. They're all white. Every one of them are white, and the car handles them all beautifully. And then this black guy steps out in front of it. It does not detect him. <laughs> and the automation, they figure out that it, it hits the guy. And the automation, it turns out that, uh, that, that it can't see color. Oh, my God. So now they have a systemic racism problem. <laughs> Eight minutes into the show, a systemic racism problem where the automatic, uh, automated car just kills black people. And they're like, no, 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 it doesn't just kill black people. It kills Indian people, too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's designed by a black engineer. If it's realistic, they'll have a congressional hearing on that because that's going to be a really important issue. That Instagram and all these other yeah. things, and, the, and the not guy, not the rest of the world like this, falling right? apart, but yeah. Uh, so it's 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 uh, it's very entertaining. Check it uh, out. I I think it's worth uh, it's worth your time. It's exactly what we've been talking about on this uh, on this show and the automated automated cars coming along uh, and people that don't know what the hell they're doing getting uh, getting into work. You know what I was reminded of today? Speaking of Elon was Neuralink. Like, he's got... We spend so much time on the show. We talk about the Boring Company. We talk about Tesla. We've talked about so many things that Elon's doing. And then it's like, oh, yeah. He's got a thing where he's trying to turn us into cyborgs, too. It's The man of the year. He was named man of the year this this week. (laughs) He is a wild person. And he got into it with... uh, No, it was Bezos, I guess. They got into it with, uh, with Elizabeth Warren. Oh no, that Amazon. was no, no, or was, that Elon? was Elon? That was Musk. Yeah. Elon and then Amazon as well. I think Amazon's official account was tweeting her and giving her shade as well, and she was yeah, well, tweeting she, back saying she wanted to break them up. She said, uh, it, "She said, did you see this? I did not see this part." No. So Sean uh, Elizabeth Warren texted out or tweeted out the link that Elon was going to be Times Man of the Year, mm-hmm. and she was like, uh, "Let's make it to where he has to pay his fair share in taxes." And he tweeted her back, and he said, "Let me sell my stock." No, he said, "Let me uh, sell my emerald mines." He was like, "I'm literally <laughs> going to pay more taxes than any American in the history of the United States." And uh, then he, and then he said, uh, "Don't spend it all in one place." And then he tweeted again and said, "Oh wait, you already did." <laughs> <laughs> Do it, bro. Show me the tax returns. <laughs> Yeah, he, is he, going to he wasn't just tweeting as himself. They were tweeting as Amazon back but it, to her, but saying it they're doesn't, paying so much in corporate no, taxes. This was Elon. Not to to this, it's it's like to them, it's like what they don't miss any of it. Like they just don't. Like there's so much money wrapped it's, up in all these people. It's like it doesn't have it. You could tax weird. them whatever percentage. It doesn't matter. It's weird, and you and guys like you and I don't really understand it because it's like it's not. He's the richest man in the world by yeah. his worth, but it's not like he's just got billions of dollars sitting he's, in a bank. He's account. not a. He's not a. a, a my childlike mind does not think he has a Scrooge McDuck like money bin. It's just weird that he dives about. into. It's all like that's the other part about like NFTs and like electronic currency and stuff. How does that stuff have value? Like how does it like right. the the first Wikipedia edit NFT 
sold for like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's just like a, uh, a an yeah. NFT of the first Wikipedia edit ever. Beeple, do you know the artist Beeple? I don't know Beeple. Uh, Beeple had he's a he's an online artist. He's been making he's been making a, one piece of digital art every day for the past fourteen years. It started out on a website, and so. He, this is pre-NFT, pre way pre all this all stuff. That, yeah. So obviously, whenever NFTs became a thing, like his followers oh, yeah. were like, "Dude, yeah, cash in!" And this 2021, he has made over a hundred million dollars yeah. off of selling NFTs. Good for him. I yeah. just feel like it's just like money laundering out in the open. It's. <laughs> I, oh, I, I, just, I have no way of like it wrapping feels, my head around. It this feels stuff. like selling art in a fake art auction right. where there's no real money, but we say it has money. Well, and I've always, I've heard that people think that art is just money laundering. A lot of it is because yeah. a lot of it ways, can be. It's ways for it's ways to sure. move large amounts of money around without sure. it being. I just looked it up just to see. According to Forbes, so apparently Elon and Bezos sold a bunch of stock this year. Yeah, and so. He sold about thirteen billion dollars worth of stock, and so oh, yeah, his so tax high. bill for the year might be eight point three billion dollars. And then Bezos might have a tax bill of about two point four. So those two together might owe the government about ten billion dollars. Almost year. enough to pay Sean student loans. <laughs> yeah, not take even, it all. Not even <laughs> a, all power to the Soviets, and not enough to scratch the surface of the Build Back Better bill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That we doesn't do. even do what Sean wants it to do. <laughs> no, I have no hope. I, I, I don't want to come across like I was like hopeful about Biden or something because I had no hope for him <laughs> to do really anything. It's like, wow, our expectations were here. And wow, you really didn't hit really any, really just the Afghanistan thing. He's done two things. He got the road bill done, which I think yes, is important. the infrastructure bill so, is important. So we're not going to have bridges collapse in Cincinnati that let, everybody drives over. And we got the war ended. Legislatively. So I, I have such low expectations that I'm fine. Sure. Where it came up where it came apart is where they, they demanded to separate the infrastructure from build back better. Mm -hmm. So like we're going to get the stuff everybody agrees on, but the stuff that makes Kirsten cinema feel bad, we're going to, we're going to separate that. That's the way it should work. We shouldn't have one giant bill. We pass every Congress. We should, we should work on a a piece at a time on what we can agree on and move on. But doesn't that show though, the failure of leadership, that that's their agenda and they can't even get it passed when they have majority. Have we, the leadership have, fails because they don't listen to the rest of Congress. You have 12 people or 15 people that are in leadership that decide what the hell is going to be in the bill. You have a committee yeah. chairperson yeah. and, and one in the, the whip and the, and the speaker of the house that decide what's going to happen. And everybody else has to suck it up. They mm-hmm. don't do what we do in the state of Indiana, where you have a committee work on a bill, spend time developing it and push it up the line. It, that's not what happens. That's why Congress is so freaking broken. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, it, well, it, it's, Nancy, it's fully dysfunctional. Nancy, do you guys see Nancy Pelosi said the other day? She's like, yeah, I mean, Congress people should be able to trade stocks while they're in Congress. <laughs> and I was like, holy <laughs> crap. Like how like tone deaf are you? Like how gilded age are we going to get where it's she like, she's got fine for you, that. you, all you people get all this inside information she, and you can trade on it legally. It's the there most are people that just simply thing. follow what she buys and sells and make yeah. tons of money. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Like realistically, if that information is public, I didn't know that was. <laughs> yeah, I need to start doing that. Maybe yeah. I can pay my student loans. <laughs> All so right. She bought she bought a bunch of uh, of Moderna stock, and she bought a bunch of Microsoft stock. And uh, but this was like right at the beginning of the pandemic. That's the one thing. It's, it's people like, talk about donors and stuff like that. It's like kind of like bribes or whatever. But 
like that is just like naked corruption. Like it's like I have information the public doesn't. I'm going to trade on it. Martha Stewart goes to jail for the same thing, but I'm in Congress. It's well, they got her and a bunch of other Congress members of the Congress on that on insider training for that, and the fine was like it was like two hundred and forty (laughs) dollars. Yeah, but they made hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's like a speeding ticket. Yeah. It's insane. I'm sorry, I derailed no, the I derailed the uh, sitcom conversation. <laughs> it's fine. That's okay. We we do have some breaking news uh, at the county council meeting tonight. There was a announcement of a resignation. So uh, our friend uh, Boss Hog alum Clay Morgan is uh, resigning at the end of the month. Remember whenever Clay Morgan was a co-host of this show? I do remember that. Now I remember I remember doing a show at. Jeremiah's house. Now, yeah. now Clay might have more time for the show. <laughs> These Thursdays aren't nearly as busy. There you go. So uh, we Did wish we, the best to Clay. It uh, that's an open seat now. I believe that uh, it's an at-large seat in the uh, county council. So any Republican in uh, in 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 Henry County that uh, that's in good standing uh, is going to have the opportunity to uh, <laughs> to step in front of the firing line and uh, try to be a uh, try to be a county council person. It'll be a uh, uh, not a special election, but uh, I believe it is a caucus mm-hmm. that uh, will happen amongst the Republican County uh, precinct men, committee yeah. uh, precinct committee men. So that they process say, will happen. They talk about why you resigned. I've not heard yet. Okay, just that uh, it happened at the end of tonight's meeting. It's kind of surprising, but he's always served well and and really believed in this community and and did everything he could. So. I think he was borderline going for re-election the last time. Yeah, he. I know he had he had declared that he wasn't going to seek it, and then he uh, he did. Uh, I'll find out more the next time I get a haircut. I know he's yeah. off on leave right now because he got his uh, he got right. his eyes fixed. So next yeah. time I should get a good haircut. Uh, he said the last <laughs> time it was all on muscle memory, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to expect, but uh, but we'll we'll have more comment. Maybe we'll have Clay on uh, before too long, and uh, after the first year, and get the uh, get the scoop. Why is everybody from, saying from citizen, yikes in the citizen Morgan? Chat. Who knows? My yikesin. We've got. Two, are, am I cringe? <laughs> Zach's mother and uh, Dakota's mother are both saying yikes. Uh, I think it might have been in response to the uh, the racist automatic car, automated car. The first one okay. might have been that, and the second one might yeah. have been the eight billion dollar tax bills. But I'm not sure. <laughs> I didn't see the timeline of when. I just I'm just trying to avoid being canceled, being cringe, being yikes. Yeah, we got yikes. Me-tooed. I, I just need to avoid all of it. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? It's pretty easy to be. I I, being I can't too. avoid being cringe. I just kind of step into yeah. it sometimes. Some of us just come across. It comes naturally. Yeah, I mean, you're comes doing natural. better because Betsy Mills showed up one night and she showed up on the night that Jesse was here with his dead cat in a box. <laughs> <laughs> to go off. And I was like, poor Betsy. She's just sitting there and just like, Je- Jesse's just spouting off and just like, with, and he's got his dead cat on the table. <laughs> In a box. And it's like, okay. But that's not cringe. It's mourning. He's mourning the cat. Oh, some of the stuff he said was pretty cringy. <laughs> okay. One of our All best right. episodes. One yeah. of our oh, something I'm very proud of. All right. We need to uh we need to put a pin in this and uh and start our final thoughts. Zach, have you got anything for me this week? People need to stop driving like idiots. That's been, not gonna happen. Seventy I guess I guess all the truckers are back to work. Listen, all on listen old man, Zach. People use roads now again. And they're doing 62 miles an hour. And then Jesse did call a couple weeks ago. He commented on something from people from Astelic in an Ohio group or something. <laughs> he was like, I don't care what you do if you come here, but you stay out of the left lane. 
And I was behind a car today doing 62 miles an hour in a left lane in no hurry at all. So I moved slightly over so that my headlights were in the rearview mirror and then turned my high beams on and left them on until they got over. But I mean, the, the I, w- I left for work at 6 a.m. a couple of days ago and the traffic was insane from Newcastle all the way to Indianapolis. Like never got to just set my cruise and go. So all these people go home, stay home. You messed up my commute. Just, just old man grumpy oh, face. Yeah. Sean, you don't have to get on the interstates to live your life. No, I have a very brief commute here in town. I enjoy it. Um, Can you walk to work? I could theoretically, but it would take longer than I. Sean's got a long. Do Sean does not have. One. He's the only attorney that's not. Well, there, I think there's two attorney offices. <laughs> okay, take it back. There are three attorney offices in town that are not the downtown, and your yours is one of them. I could walk from my house probably more easily than from my office. But anyway. Yeah. So anyway. That's all semantics. Yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to do here? Find I don't know. You, you got anything to pitch? Anything we've left nothing, out? Anything we need to, to clean pitch. up? I don't know. Everybody have a good Christmas. Enjoy, enjoy your friends and family. Try not to get arrested. Uh, if you do get arrested, give me a call. 765-529-3787. The, um, when's that new county jail opening up? Have you heard? Is that Are we close? I think we're looking at next year at some point, but it, it is going to happen. Like They, they are going to make it happen, So, um, which is important because we need a new facility. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not privy to a lot of that information, so I don't know. Can we turn the old one into condos? I don't know what. Like, <laughs> that's what, what they're doing in Delaware County. Very <laughs> you said they've sold a couple of those. I can't. At, being in there at some point, I can't believe like what that's going to look like. Like it's hard for me to like picture that. Maybe I don't have a creative enough mind for that. There better be some windows because I don't think they're in I there now. Yeah, I don't know, man. I no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Things are good. Um, staying busy. Any any planning commission news for us? We haven't really talked about that. Normally, you kind of give us some some updates on that. Oh, it's. I think they've. Are, are they back at full head count again on the on the commission, or you, is that still? You've a, covered. Uh, you've covered extensively, which we appreciate. Um, <laughs> local late breaking news here. Um, we do have our. Uh, we we do have a couple uh, vacancies that we're trying to resolve. So. Uh, but that should happen shortly. But we can we have a quorum. We have they can, we they can, can carry be, on. Are they looking for members if people want to get involved, or are they is that time already passed? One and one to position is for township trustees. So they have to deter. They have to find. It one. has to be one of the township trustees. So, um, but beyond that, um, I think we're we're pretty set. So I had a good meeting tonight, and look forward to working with them in the future. Very good. As always, we appreciate it. Thank you. you. you Thank you for us. having me. This is Fun. great. Uh, and uh, any picks we need to make for this weekend in the uh, the sports betting side on either hockey um, as we, in the hockey season now? Are we still all about the lightning? Lightning. I don't know. It, hard part. Here's really, truly the hard part. COVID is starting to hit hockey and football hard. So... The Cleveland Browns and the Los Angeles Rams are that, decimated. That lane, it's crazy because Cleveland was a three-point favorite, and then they became a three-and-a-half-point underdog because of the COVID news. So yep. it's like coaches out, don't, like six or seven players are don't out. Don't bet. It's you got to wait NBA until too. like the day of. Uh, Lightning, on paper, are the best team in the NHL. Uh, my Blackhawks, storming back. They're not going to compete, but they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. We're going to go watch them in January in Columbus. 
Your Blackhawks um, were in the news for their settlement today. We had a settlement <laughs> uh, for a player that was victimized and uh, systemically covered up his his abuse. So uh, just wear that black eye on the on the Indian head for the rest of the, the year. For as far as I'm concerned, um, no. But they did. But the but the parties did settle it. Which is, they fired the general manager, the, the the former coach quit in disgrace in another city. Well, they they've now fu- I think paid I, the guy off, and he'll never talk about it. I think Quinville was fired in in Florida, and and so the the GM who was on his way out anyway at some point in time, he was fired. They kind of cleaned house, but uh, the parties did reach a settlement on that, so I'm really happy about that. Um, now you can just be no, a hockey fan again. Now I can just now I can just not worry about. Young players being Gosh, taken advantage of incredible abuse, but on a high note, um, Urban Meyer got fired. That's great. Urban, well, no, because I want him to be there. <laughs> I want the Colts to continue to play against Urban Meyer because I loved it. Uh, an NFL, coach he was got terrible. Fired, fired overnight for kicking his kicker, amongst other things. Oh, he. Uh, that's just the. That's just the surface. But as far as like, uh, uh, I don't know, TV shows. You're talking about sitcoms and stuff like that. Um, you know, sitcoms being relevant again. Uh, it's always sunny Philadelphia doing its 18th season, like the longest in the history of television, which is incredible. Passing gun smoke. Incredible. And then just the idea that they made that run. I mean, I don't know about the new episodes or whatever. Um, and the one I've been watching recently is on HBO max called how to with John Wilson. It is amazing. Uh, observational humor. And it's just, I, I can't really explain it, but it's just, he's, he's going to walk around New York and, and just observing like a, things yeah. from behind the camera, like a cinematography type of thing. Hmm. Uh, not like so a stand up like comedy a, thing, but just kind of like, would it be like uh crap? What's the, uh, Larry it's like David a fr- show. Yeah. It's got like a first person, like version of that of always sunny. Oh no. God. Oh, that's but anyway, watch how to with John Wilson. It's a lot of fun. Curb your enthusiasm. Curb your uh, enthusiasm. He doesn't need my help, but I, like- I was just trying to think of funny some something to uh, end on an on a happy note rather than talking about Biden and <laughs> and the Blackhawks Black players being abused. Dementia. And, yeah, yeah. So that's what that's what I've been watching. So have a good Christmas, everybody. Stay safe. It's been too long. Sean. Peace out. Anytime, guys. You got my number. We do. Are you back on the Facebook or not really? No, not at all. Never again. <laughs> Forget it. Dakota, you got anything for me? I'm going to be in the metaverse, though. Oh, yeah. We got to get in on that. <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to be like augmented reality. I think that we'll have something akin to like what Google tried to do with Google Glass. But we'll all kind of be living our own realities. That we'll all be in meetings like this or doing podcasts. And that's yeah. all you can really do. You can't do anything that exciting won't be anything that but eventually it'll be exciting we'll be you'll That's be walking down the street like you'll be walking down the street and like say that you really like cats sean so you'll just have a bunch of cats following you you know how about schnauzers schnauzers will <laughs> yep. be following schnauzers you. you'll be like this it's is not even great. a real dog sean you're like this is great i have a bunch of schnauzers following me That's right and meanwhile you've got some weird high school kid that's like really into the zombie apocalypse and he's just flailing his arms around fighting zombies off. We'll all be living in our own. We'll be wearing the goggles, like running into things. Is that how it's going to work? No, it's augmented. So it's like, uh, you will be seeing it. So you will have like, 
It's hard to explain. You will have graphics popping up in your real life, but you will still be like, I will be looking at the table and there will be a schnauzer on the table. It's like a Google Glass thing, see. right? Yeah, it would be like a Google Glass. Or like you look up to the sky yeah. and that motion will trigger you to be able to see the weather report. And this sounds like a sky. nightmare to me. It does sound like a nightmare, <laughs> but I think that it's going to become so immersive that it's going to be like this. your phone. It will be left I think, alone. I think it will happen in like 15 years. Is what I think. I'll write it down. I'll see about DraftKings. Please, please yeah. make a note of it. <sighs> My last thought here is, is a story I wanted to know if Zach has noticed. I'm surprised he didn't bring it up. Did you see that two Hellcats were stolen in Greenfield? What? Like Dodge Hellcats? Yes. Oh, those are done somewhere. From the Dellen car dealership? What, what, what was the Hellcat in? In the dealership, they were no, stolen. I mean, like, what kind of vehicle was the Hellcat? There's, there's many options. There were they were both Dodge Chargers, a 17 and an 18 Charger. One's been found, the other one has not. Uh, but basically, somebody rolled up on the Dellen dealership lot, and uh, one was recovered at uh, 75th and Shadeland in Indianapolis, and the other one they have not located. Yet. I have a friend who has a Scat Pack Charger, and it was stolen downtown Indianapolis this week too. Apparently, they're popular to steal. This has been happening. Uh, this is not just... A, this is the closest that's happened to us now, but there's uh, there's some footage. It's just people trying to pay their student loan debt. <laughs> if we paying would a forgive those student Paying a different loans. kind of let, debt for that, for that kind of thing. <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I've been amused all week at the Urban Meyer story. It has been the circling of the toilet. It's incredible. I, this this guy was the head coach of Ohio State. He's been the head coach of like four different colleges, won multiple multiple national championships. Yeah. Anytime things got tough, he had a heart condition and had to retire. Right? I'm, I'm looking at Dakota, but he's not paying attention. He doesn't know. Urban it's, Meyer sounds like a country music artist. Might as well be Oscar <laughs> Meyer. He doesn't know. Yeah. So he, uh, I think his third game, he used to coach the Florida the Florida. Uh, Gators, Gators, mm-hmm. and was incredibly successful. Tim Tebow, you know that name. He had Tim Tebow. He had uh, uh, the guy that wound up uh, killing himself in jail after he killed a bunch of other people. Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Hernandez. He had this totally dysfunctional national championship game team, and then he won national championships at Ohio State. Quit, came back, took this job at Florida, at uh, at rather at uh, Jacksonville, uh, and then two or three weeks in to the season, he didn't take the team plane home. Went to his bar yep. in Columbus. Yep. People videotaped him, and there were this this girl, not his wife, dancing on him in public in the bar in public on the Monday after a loss, I believe, to yep. the to the uh, Browns or the Bengals. That was week three. It, and then the the accompanying selfies where he's like so faded, like he's so just trashed. It's like, <laughs> good lord. So this last week, that was been, that was only they didn't get fired for that. No, that was they just three. kept going with him. Ten he's weeks, like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Ten, ten weeks later, he's kicked his kicker. He's not shaking the hand of his former assistant. As They've he won like two games. They've not been winning. They have had they they hired a strength coach that was a blatant racist and had to back away from that. They uh, it, it has just been comedy. Yeah. He, he yelled at every one of his coaches and said, show me your resume. Prove to me that you be- you belong here. I'm a winner and you're not. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, it's been circling the drain. So he, he got fired after 13 games. The quickest firing of a head coach in uh, like uh, out of college in, in, in like 15 years. It is funny. Nice. Like when these like psychop- psychopaths or megalomaniacs, they start to feel the walls close in on them. Like they start to get really paranoid. Like Stalin was that way too, where he's like, he's yeah. thinking his doctors were trying to poison him. And like, that's, that's like the urban Meyer 
experience. I could just say <laughs> I am just as a as someone that wants Notre Dame to do well, but I'm not a Notre Dame fan. I'm just so glad that they didn't hire him or they didn't. You know, it's just could you Notre Dame imagine got so lucky that he got did. fired two weeks after that opening yes, came up. At Notre exactly. Dame. Yeah. Because they would have done it. They probably would have thought about it, but I don't know that they would have done it. But I think Notre Dame made a great choice. They got they a young 35 year old guy who's a, a prominent defensive coordinator. The only knock against him is he was at Ohio State. <laughs> God only knows <laughs> what culture comes from there. Thanks to Urban. And with he, yeah, with that, we thank everybody for listening. You guys are awesome, incredible. We are uh, looking forward to our Christmas special edition next week. Got your gifts ready? We'll see about that. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs>